throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man, punching in with a puncher's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand when it comes to fisticuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got your missing wave, feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand in eighth, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes, there's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging. We bringing crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry, it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats. Relax if you want the facts, cause the best combat podcast is throwing jabs. The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. gentlemen welcome to the posting up podcast no lucas no sean today don't worry i'm big j joined by king zay and pride himself from prideful takes podcast make sure you check that out we got a lot to talk about i'm gonna bring you on pride talk about your celtics and a potential trade with ben simmons i feel like every time i'm on a show with you the past couple weeks i mean over the past month, it's all about Ben Simmons, this, Ben Simmons, that. Now we get to talk a little bit about the Celtics as well. Well, what do you think of this trade as a Celtics fan? Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, who comes? Who do you see coming out on top of that? So first and foremost, I would not mind having Ben Simmons on our team. I wouldn't mind. There is two conditions to it. First and foremost, first and foremost, he is he is at best the third guy on the team. And second, we are not giving up Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. If I, I, I'm being so if we trade Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons, Brad Stevens needs to go back to college. Ownership needs to sell the team. And anybody who has any type of role in that office or management needs to get fired. Odoka needs to get fired. And it's not even his fault. 
But if this happens, we need to clean house. Because at that point, we might as well get rid of Jason Tatum. Might as well cut him. Release him. Let him go. Let him walk. Like, ain't no way. Look, who's better? Let's let's be honest. Who's better right now? Ben Simmons or Jalen Brown? Who's better? Right now? I mean, I I take Ben Simmons. I, and look, this is, no, this is not to say that Ben Simmons is trash. I, I don't want to, Jay. Jalen Brown's a better player. Right, better. J, right now, Jalen Brown is not only the better player, but he fits better if you put him on any other team. He fits better, right? We do need, like the Celtics, we do need a legitimate point guard. I get that. So bringing Ben Simmons in, I'm not mad at that. I am not going to give up one of our focal pieces for Ben Simmons. I'm not going to do that because right now, Ben Simmons' role, unfortunately, right now, is just him as the third guy at best. Like, we've seen him be part of a one-two punch, and it just has not worked out. It just hasn't. Whether he, whether he can shoot or won't shoot, that's up for debate. I don't know which one it is, but it's it, the fact that he won't shoot on the court impacts it. And then on top of that, We've seen him kind of like when he just, you know, he kind of tends to just be like, yo, you know, I just want to come run the offense. It is what it is. And that's it. That's kind of the, that's what I get from Ben Simmons. Like he's the type of dude that's like, look, bro, if I get 10 or 15, I'm cooling. I don't care. I'm chilling. And that, and then when you have something like that, that best fits a third guy. Ain't no way I'm, but we built this team around Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. If we get rid of any one of them, that'd be utterly ridiculous. It'll be stupidity. If this trade were to ever happen, we lost if, like we lost in more ways than one. We lost in terms of the players. We lost in terms of the actual trade. We lost in terms of like, you know, trying to, because, you know, every time they do chess plays, you try to, you know, oh, yeah, you know, let's try to, you know, try to one-up them and try to get something. We lost in terms of the like chess move. We lost in terms of we're now helping a rival, a rival who we thought before the season that we had the opportunity to be above up, above them in terms of the standings. Like, like, like this is so – Zay, you're laughing about it. Oh, but before the season, nobody thought the Sixers would be who they were today. Let's let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. No. I had, the, I had the Sixers in my top still. We did our preseasons, and I still had the Sixers in my top. I seen where they were going. They still have Joel. Oh, right, 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 right. Joel Embiid is still he's still an MVP caliber player still on that team. So if you have him, you can still go places, and that's where they are right now. They're still winning games because they have players like Embiid. So having Ben Simmons, yeah, it hurts not having him. But I do remember earlier we had you on for a show, and you were boasting how great Ben Simmons was, and. Yes, how and, I, listen, and, I, and how great teams would to have him. Yes, and now it's yes. like you have an opportunity, and you you don't want him in your team. No, 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 need no, a point no, guard. no, 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 because that's where we need a point guard. Marcus Smart complains. We we, we heard the complaints about not moving the ball. You mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder is clearly not the other guy. I don't know what you were doing signing him there. That was just I don't that that blew my mind. I had I have no idea what, what we were thinking. So I, I see how this trade could work. Ben Simmons would work. I think Jalen Brown would benefit from playing with Joel Embiid, and you know he would probably you know be able to you know space out the court more, help them out, and help Embiid in down low. But when it comes down to is like he said, it's not going to happen. They're the same division. It will never happen because if one player ends up excelling higher than the other, the other team will just have to continue to look at. Dang, that could have been us. So it's a it's a trade that 
and theoretically it would work it'd be great but it's never fictionally ever going to happen it's just not gonna happen not all right I, I get that I, I get what you both are saying i i do think if this trade does actually happen i think i don't think there's necessarily a winner i think both teams will benefit drastically uh Jalen Brown, I think he's that perfect. I think he compliments well with uh, Joel Embiid and could be that second guy. And Ben Simmons, like you said, they need a point guard, but also Ben Simmons is tall enough. Like, you could put him at center. When, when Embiid was hurting against the, the, the Hawks, he was, he was guarding up Clint yep. Capella. They were putting him at center. So he could come in and fill that role. He could be a point center. And you talked about it, Zay. Marcus Smart getting mad about uh, not getting the ball. I mean, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I don't know why. They just haven't figured out how to play with each other. And Ben Simmons is one of those guys. He makes people better. He can distribute the ball. So I think both would work out really well. I think this is a trade that would be great. And and honestly, if I were the seventh, if I were – uh, the Celtics, I might even give up. Not, I would try and keep Jalen Brown and give up Jason Tatum for Ben Simmons because I've said on the past, I, I think Jalen Brown is better than Jason Tatum just because we've seen the evident growth with Jalen Brown. We see him getting better year after year. Jason Tatum, he came in, he had all this. Uh, he came in, he had this expectation. Uh, he's lived up to it at times, but he's really stayed the same. I don't see him necessarily taking the same the next step like we've seen Jalen Brown take season after season. He's improved. So I, I think if this were to happen and benefit both teams, I, I like it. But I, I, I do I, – I, I know it's a rivalry and that stuff. I, I think this is a trade that might, might make a lot more sense. It, it makes a lot of sense. And I think teams, regardless of the rivalry and this and we want to face and – the other t- team and that stuff. I think you you look at the benefits for each team. I, I don't see why they wouldn't take it. Um, don't matter to me. Keep them. They both no. suck. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. I can't believe you really said that Jalen Brown is better than Jason Tatum. I that kind of that's that's perplexing to me. Like I don't I don't think that's the case. I think Jason Tatum is 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 just way better. You say there's no growth, but in terms of in terms of points. Um, assists, I believe also rebound, Jason Tatum has improved in every aspect every single year he's been in the league. Literally every single year. Right? He, he, he improved. The only, the only knock I have on him is that he just does not pass the ball as well as I think he should. Now, even though he's a three slash four, he has the ball a lot in his hands. So he should be able to have you know, he should be averaging something like, you know, five, six assists when you have the ball in your hands that much. The most he's ever averaged, which, again, not bad, but at the same time was is 4.3 assists, which is nice. But at the same time, it kind of goes back to what Marcus Smart says. When your two best guys are just ISO guys, it kind of puts you in this weird position that when their buckets are not falling – the offense now in and of itself becomes very stagnant because they're not they're not used to just dishing the ball out. They're just used to just keep shooting and shooting and shooting. And that doesn't always necessarily work because what this is how this is how I think any player who's in a shooting slump, if you keep shooting through it, you're an idiot. You should not be doing that. You should pass the ball, give yourself time, a little bit of time to relax and chill out, 
then take a shot. If you miss that first shot, it is what it is. You then penetrate, get fouled, go to the free throw line, and then just relax and work on your mechanics at the free throw line. Because once you see that ball going one time, you start to feel better and you'll get your groove, especially at the free throw line when it's, you know, it's all motion and whatnot. That That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And they don't really do that. And, again, the only knock I have on Jason Tatum is the fact that he's really not a passer when you're that ball dominant. That's really the only knock I have on him. But, I mean, look, again, the only way I'll take Ben Simmons is if we don't get rid of Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. That's really it. Like, if, you, if they want Marcus Smart, keep him. I don't, I don't really care. Um, I, if, if Look, I'm if, take whoever you want. I don't care. Take whoever you want. I, we'll give you a few guys. I really don't care. I don't mind taking Ben Simmons. I really don't. I don't think he's this – horrible player um i don't i don't think he's gonna be like you know the best player on the championship team of course not but this whole thing i just think it's becoming easy and very casual to slander ben simmons i think it's very easy to say that but then nobody wants to talk about the eight turnovers joel and b had nobody want to talk about that the fact that the sixers were still in the game was because ben simmons was doing a great job on trey young nobody really wants to mention that they just want to talk about the that 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 wide open layup that he had that again i will say he should have taken it. Why he passed out, I will never know. But they kind of tend to harp on that and not think of stop, stop, like you know. And in terms of Philly fan, remember where y'all came from. You guys sucked so bad that you guys were pretending we're gonna lose on purpose, bro. They were trying to win, and they were excuse my friend. They were I'm not gonna say it. They were dog water. They were dog water. Then after that, they were like, oh wait, now let's come out with the trust the process thing, right? Then the, and then it was they built the team around both Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, right? And like I said, me personally, I think whichever one you pick, you're gonna have your trouble. Either you, you gotta deal with Ben Simmons' lack of shooting, or you gotta deal with Joel Embiid's always having an excuse for not showing up. Whether it be I got a tummy ache, he stubbed his toe, his you know he he, he was driving to the arena, and when he got out, you know he caught a Charlie horse, so now he's out for three weeks, like. Like, the Sixers are in a tough position, but they got to pick one. And I'm going to tell you this right now, man. Ben Simmons is not trash. I, I don't like the slander. I don't like coming at him saying he's trash. Does he have flaws? Yes, he does. Not going to give him any type of, you know, um, pass for that. But let's not pretend that if you don't put him on any other team as, like, a third guy, he won't he won't thrive and he won't be solid. Like, I, I, just, I just don't think it's fair. And on top of that, you give Ben Simmons just a decent jump shot. If he shoots just thirty three percent from the uh, from three, or heck, just give him a mid range shot, they gotta respect. We're having a whole separate conversation, so it's not like it's like a hundred and one things you gotta fix with Ben Simmons. Frankly, it's just a jump shot, and then once he has that jump shot, we'll be able to have a better grasp and a better way of looking at him and saying, okay, do, were we overhyping this dude, or is he is what he is? I just feel like he's a he, give, give me just an average jump shot, and I think Ben Simmons will be one of the hottest commodities in the NBA. I must commend you, Pride. You you put on a, a a good, I guess, marketing pitch for a player that nobody wants, nobody cares about, was not even playing, and a team that the Celtics that's going to be in probably to play in if they're lucky. Again, no one cares. Sorry to break it to you. Your team's terrible. They're not good. They're not getting any better anytime soon. It's just really, I, really I, good. I, I think we're in a slump. I think it, we're in a slump. It, I, yo, no, no. There's a difference between being in a slump and just being not a good team. They're just not a good team. They have to figure out the center position. I think they need to figure out, and I think they need to figure out the power forward position, but and also the point guard position. Because again, I don't think Marcus Smart is the answer. I don't think he will be, and I don't think Dennis Schroeder will ever be the answer for anybody. So I think that team is almost in a complete rebuild outside of Jason Tatum 
and Jalen Brown. So I could see why Jace brings up the idea of trading and parting ways, probably to bring in more pieces because, like I said, y'all need a lot of help outside of just point guard position. I don't think they necessarily need a lot of help. I think right. the, the I, issue is well, you're a Knicks are, fan, so like no, you got the best record in the East, and you'll say still, you'll still think that we're like a playing team. Animal this year. I'm not even making it up this year. The East is. I mean, obviously, I'm going to save for what we talk about next. But the East is an animal. This isn't the same East that you could walk in right, and you know we just still hold our own in the East. Doing, win just, the division. This is right. a, you have to play. You have to play now in the East. I, I understand that, but again. I, look, I, if if you want to say that we're in a slump, I'll accept that, you know. But in the play, I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say you that we're barely made it last year. You barely made no, it last listen, year, listen. bro. Last year was a mess. No. Yes, I, but where have you improved? It since? was. You bought in but Schroeder listen. and you bought in Al Horford. Another washed up. Old, that's all you've done. No. And 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 improvement. But they're close. The thing is, is that the Celtics are close. They are, but it's one glare. Listen, listen, they're close. And with with y'all forcing, I got bossed in the first. But listen, listen. Like, you guys are no closer than us. Okay. We got you guys are no closer than us. We got bossed in the first. But if we had the Boston Celtics in the first round, we wouldn't have. So it doesn't matter. I disagree. The Celtics are, are, they they don't need a center. They don't need a point guard. They got two studs that just don't know how to play with they each other. They need a point guard, bro. It's, it's not really that they don't know how to play they with don't. each other. It's, it's not the point guard is complaining playing, about they're playing movement, like, you need a point guard. But hold on. No, 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 no. no hold on, hold on, hold on. Basketball hold on. See, they hold don't on. respect Hey, hold on, no, no, no. You just expose yourself. You just expose yourself. First of all, first it was Mar- Marcus Smart really isn't, you know, he's not the answer in terms of the point guard position. Now you're going to call him a point guard and say, oh, well, your point guard is complaining. So, no, no, no. He just said you don't need a point guard. I'm just agreeing with his logic that Marcus Smart is your point guard. I I still don't believe he's the answer. Look, I'm, I'm going off of Jace's logic. He said oh, this that is, the this point is, guard. Is, they don't need a point guard. Saying. I feel this they do. This I is feel you I'm still saying. need a center. Williams this is, is good, saying. but he's not great. This is, and, this in is, the East, where you have guys, you have a, a Turner when the Pacers, who's a really good center. You have a bead. You have... I hate to say it, Mitchell Robinson eventually will get there. He's not there, but he's starting to get there. He's scoring. I think, look, you have centers in this in the East that you have to be able to compete with. And you don't have – I don't think you have the centers there on your roster. And, 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 but but we, we, we've never had it. We never have – but the thing is, we don't – see, the, the thing is, our best player is not going to be our center. You see what I'm saying? Like That's why I, that's why I was upset when we let go of Your championship year you had Garnett. You had you. I'm talking Ray about now. I'm talking Davis, about now. You had. Dude, I'm saying your championship years. You had. I'm talking about big now. I'm you don't have that now. now. I'm talking about won? now. What have you won since you've lost that? Oh big no! But but, but, you, but hold on, hold on. You can't say that because the um when when, when Miami he won it. You tell me it's because they're big men. No. When Golden State won, you tell me it's because they're big men. No. When Cleveland won, you think they're big men. No. So stop trying to make it seem like if you don't okay. have a big man, you're you're. Like Golden you're State has a different thing. Golden State has two of the Here, greatest Jason, shooters of all time. Excuse you me. don't have that. Excuse you me. don't have that to make. Okay, up so Cleveland. Defense. So Cleveland. Hold on. So Cleveland. So what was the thing with Cleveland? Because they had they had Tristan Thompson at the five. Who was? Yeah, who, who, who was the finals, they also listen, had LeBron James, listen. the greatest player to probably ever so, play. Again. Okay, excuses, listen. excuses, oh, come excuses. On. You don't listen. have that neither. Excuses. You don't have listen. the greatest player to play again. You don't excuses. have great shooters. Hold on. Hold on. I, I get where you're so, coming from, Zay. Uh, I used to be a center. I, I love the big men. 
But in today's day and age, centers centers just don't really matter unless it's you're a Jokic, unless you're a point center. It can't. It, it isn't going to help you. No, I, I mean, can't I, I mean, get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. They're struggling. What are you, what are you, Listen, let me keep talking. Right. I get what you're saying. They, they just don't have the guy. I mean, they, they, their depth of center is really bad. But I mean, you can keep saying, "Oh, we don't have a point guard. Oh, we don't have a center. Oh, this that." But the real issue is you have two studs on your team that can't play together, and they put up numbers, but they aren't making the rest of your guys better. That's the real issue. They're not making everyone else. They're not elevating everyone else around them. And to piggyback off of you, Jays, I wouldn't even. I would only one of them really needs to be able to like pass like that. If we're gonna be honest, you know, they both do the same thing, which is kind of the problem that we have. If Jason, if if it was Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, if one of them was like a one who could orchestrate the offense, again, they don't have to all of a sudden be the second coming of Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, or Chris Paul. They don't have to be like that. But if they can just do it enough, where like if the shots aren't falling. They could, you know, they could run some offense, run a few plays where, you know, now it's a, everyone as an entirety is now pitching in. That's one thing. So I think it's like one of them is going to have to pass, right? But again, that we still do have some other problems that we have. You know what I mean? Like obviously the big man. But again, to sit here and pretend like we have to go get back in time and let's go get a prime Boogie Cousins. No, we don't need to do that. We just need a big man that fits what we have. Daniel Tice was that guy. Like he was a dude who was solid. He wasn't the best, but he fit what we had. Then we traded him to, to the to the Bulls, which I don't know why we did. He then became a free agent. We didn't even talk to the guy. We let him literally cross the country to go to to go to Houston, which I did not understand. I do not like, and I do not support at all. Because personally, that's the kind of guy that we needed. We needed a dude like that who was gritty. Would get in in the trenches, and that's really and that was just his role, and that was his job. Like again, the 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 thing I the problem I have with the Celtics right now is like the guys that we need to in the big man position. There, you can it's not that hard to acquire them, because again, we don't need a top five. Um, we don't need a Jokic. We don't need that. We don't need an MB. We don't need a Carl yeah. Anthony Town. It would be great if we had them, but we really don't need them because our best player. Is Jason Tatum, and then our second best player is Jalen Brown, and like so, it's kind of like when you're building around them. We already did the thing where we try to bring in vets to try to lead. We did that same thing with Kyrie. We already did this with Gordon Hayward. We already did this with Kemba Walker, and so it's like we don't really need to bring anybody in to be better than them. We just need to bring somebody in who knows their role, can just go get us some rebounds, hold it down, and that's really it. Daniel Tice did it for us. We let him go. God knows, you know what? God bless him. I hope one day he ends up coming back before he's washed. But, you know, I just, I, again, to sit here and pretend like, oh, yeah, the Celtics are trying. I, I don't know. that. To me, that's right. just, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that's, and at you the same time, up, I got the trade deadline is coming on. Like, we still got time. So, plenty of time. And you brought up a good point. Like I said, Every team, if you look at it, even the East, look at look at the Milwaukee Bucks. A Bobby Portis type of guy, somebody who just there grabs those. Giannis is their those. center. Let's be real. Yes, but, but but honestly, Bobby Portis is a huge part of that team. If you want to, you can't. I can't discredit him. He's a real huge part of that team. He, he grabs important rebounds. He plays defense, and he gets the buckets that count. And that's what I'm saying. The Celtics don't have that guy inside yet. That hurts. And when you don't have a point, when you don't have a serious point guard, and when you don't have players that can shoot the lights out. You don't have these things to cover up your flaws that these other teams have. And that's what I'm saying. Golden State, yes, they have two great shooters to cover up the fact that they don't have great centers. 
they have great shooters who back basically don't miss that all the time. When you have these things, you can do that. You don't have that yet. I think, and I agree with Jace, you have to split up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You have to at this point. Sometimes players just don't work out together. And maybe bringing in somebody else may help one of the two thrive better. That's really what it comes down to. They have to be able to, sometimes that, you know, they're growing in a space that's not big enough for them to grow in. That's just what it is. You have to move on. You're not, I mean, what, what else can you do? You're going to hold them for five more years and then realize, all right, it didn't work, so we got to get rid of them? I don't see this team making a championship run in five it's, years. I'm sorry. It's, it, these are two guys who, who've been in the league. Like, these two guys, you could probably say Jalen Brown is in his prime. Yeah. Jason Tatum is nowhere near his prime. Yes, but look at this. Look at the Suns, a, a young team, a young team in the finals last year because it worked. They listen. No, hold on, hold on, no, that's different. Who did they add? Yes, they added a vet. So that's my point. If you if you if you add a respectable point guard to this to this offense, one that can run the offense, and one that you'll kind of look and say, okay, you know, you know, he knows what he's talking about, like. Like, sit here and pretend like, oh, yeah, we got to break up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Bro, Jason Tatum's not even in his prime. Is he? Bro, like, if I'm mistaken, I think I'm older than Jason Tatum. He's 23. I don't know. Like, like, so so to pretend like, oh, yeah, bro, they they are what they are. You know what I mean? You got to break them up. I I, I feel like you're pulling the trigger too early. You you got to. How long do you wait then, Pride? How long? Exactly. I agree. How long do you wait until you realize that we've reached the ceiling? On this player, how long? Sometimes it doesn't. It, it does really what it comes down prime? At least wait till the kid gets in his prime. And, 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 and don't shake. No, no, and you cannot shake. You. And here's the thing: you're out there trying to shake your head. But again, this is this is a point that I'm trying to prove. Ben Simmons right now in his is in his prime. Correct. Yeah. If you want to call that again, is he in his prime? Yes. Okay. Now they're training him. They didn't trade him two years ago. They didn't trade him. They're, they're trading. They're trying to trade him now when he's in his prime. When they're realizing it won't fit, you can't sit here and say, "Yep, you know, we got an up and coming guy. We got the, you know, and Jason Tatum, you know, a guy who's not in his prime yet. Then we got Jalen Brown. You know what? One guy really is in his prime. He's still trying to learn the game. Yeah, let's blow it up. What? Where do they do that at? Learn the game. Like, that's right. absurd to me, bro. That's kind of like the same thing in Dallas. They're not going to blow up Luka Doncic and Chris Porzingis yet. Why? Because Luka's still not in his prime. They're still not in his prime. They're, 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 there's different ways you can go about it. It's not like they tried every single thing they could have with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and nothing has worked. There's still different avenues they can go down with these guys and to sit here and pretend like they did everything they could possible and it just wasn't enough. I don't think that's fair at all. I don't. I I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's 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 logical. I, I just think right now it's just more along the lines of we you know Jason Tatum is playing great and people don't put in context that this kid is still young. He's still learning the game, even though for as great as he is, he's still learning it. Why are we gonna blow it up? That's just my whole thing on it. I don't know. I mean, personally, I'm not trading either one. That's just me. I'm not trading either one of them. All right. I mean. It, the, the thing is, is to me, it's just so evident that it, it feels to me. I mentioned this last uh, last Tuesday. Well, we were talking about Steph Curry and how uh, he changed the game. And Le- when LeBron came in, it was the the ball movement era. 
Steph Curry came in, got rid of the center. It was the three-point shot era. This is before LeBron. They're trying to play basketball before LeBron. Just all ISO stuff with Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum. There's no ball movement. You got to start getting the guys better. The, the people that they, if you're a real star in this league, you have to elevate the the, the people around you, and none of them do that. None of those two are, do that. Maybe, may, I mean, if you're going to keep holding on hope that one of them makes that turn, turns that leaf. I mean, Let them do it. I don't it know. works for me. I don't care. Let them do it. <laughs> At this point, I think we've we spent too long on a playing team anyway. No, I mean, yeah, maybe, but uh, I mean, regardless, they. <laughs> Going from the Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, they've taken steps back, and eventually you gotta you gotta do something to change stuff up. And that's why uh, I said they probably reached their ceiling, but whatever. Right. Yeah, because yeah, because because the Knicks definitely are a problem, bro. Definitely are a problem. Did I say we're a problem? Did those words come out of my mouth? You see, the, the, you're feeling some type of way. That's really what. No, it's not that. that. It's saying. just look, like you're, you're early out there trying on. To you're feeling. Look, you're bro, trying to poo-poo on. It me. is I what it is. I don't think it's fair to do that. Right your team, I don't think your so. team is consistently getting worse and worse year and year, and we're getting better. It's just okay. I understand how it feels. I've been in this position. I've been when my team was the worst team. I know how you feel. I sympathize with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Celtics are the worst team. I'm here. Celtics are the worst team. You hear that? Regardless, regardless of anything, you look at the standings last year. I'm not, this, I'm not wasting team. my breath no more. Again, this is this is a dude who just said, "Oh yeah, bro, Jalen Brown." I'm, I'm, I'm not wasting my breath or something like this, bro. Okay. Regardless, the Celtics nah. are taking a step back, and they have to figure something out. They have to figure something out. I mean, uh, all right, the, the pieces are there. The pieces are there. They're there, but eventually they're broken. Yeah, maybe. But hold on, like the Squid Game pieces. <laughs> yep. Right. Oh, just like your team broke in the playoffs. Uh, okay. Well, all right. All right. All right. We need to we need to take a break, cool down, and we'll come back talk some pretenders and contenders. But first, let's hear a little sponsor from Clovercrest Media. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside sweating those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield Tailored Treatment System. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for this season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise has awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. Big shout-out to Mosquito Shield. Make sure you check them out, MosquitoShieldCT.com. Tell them posting up podcast and Clovercrest Media sent you, and they'll hook you up for this next spring, give you a little discount. But now we're in the early season. I mean, we still don't really know what teams necessarily look like as is. I mean, we got Frieza, people who haven't played yet. But let's start talking about pretenders and contenders. Who is someone that, I mean, has played well so far this early season? but is expected to fall off, or who's just going to keep the ball rolling and keep going? We'll start with you, Zay. Who's a, who are your pretenders and contenders? Well, the standings, for the most part, everything has seemed the way I 
expected a rough start for Damian Lillard in Portland. I don't expect that, but I'm not going to put them in a category yet because it's still early. But as far as pretenders, I would like to throw the Atlantic Hawks in there. Because the Atlanta Hawks, I put a lot higher this year, and I was expecting them to play way better. And the Atlanta Hawks are just playing under expectations. I don't care if they turn it around. I'd hope they wouldn't, but if they do turn it around, that would help them out. Obviously, like we said, these are still early pretenders and contenders. But I like to see the Atlanta Hawks, to me, look like an early pretender. Like they should have been higher than they are, and they're low. As far as contenders... I think it's time to start taking a real look at the Wizards. I think they really might have something. I know, I know it's early. I know, but Bill, Spencer Dimwitty, Ryu Hashimura, all these guys, they're playing, bro. I mean, I hate to jump on the bandwagon and, and you know, drink the Kool-Aid early, but the, the Wizards are playing, and I'm going to show them some respect early because I don't want to be the guy at the end of the year when the Wizards are still up there. Who thought they were a pretender and they were a contender the whole time? But obviously, pride feels different. So I'll let him. Be. Hey, no, well, hold on. Before we get to pride, just walked off. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend you a little bit there. I'm not that mad at that take because I mean, look at a team like the look at the Milwaukee Bucks. They just won a championship. Yeah, yeah. Chris Middleton is a two, but I mean, it is the two on that team. I think there's a lot of teams he wouldn't necessarily be a two on. But, I mean, when you can just get guys and you can build around your star and make him good, they, they, I mean, the Russell Westbrook experiment, it obviously didn't work out. I mean, it's not even, it's not even working out for He's LA's Sanders. problem now. But, uh, no, I mean, you, I you got this there. star He's and you're just putting a bunch of pieces around him. So, I mean, I, I don't necessarily – I don't have him as either a pretender or a contender, to be quite honest with you right now, because I, I still don't know about him. But, I mean, Pride, you don't, you don't think the Wizards can? Not even close. It is, it, nah, no, not not even close. Look, let, look we got we to put something in context, bro. These, ki- these kids are playing with house money. That's something we need to understand. In like a month or two, if they still play like this and that pressure's on him, come on now. We need to under we need to put in content. Spencer Denwitty never really been under that type of pressure. Montrez Harrell has been, and what happened? He then shuts down. Cause when it gets like when it gets tough for him, as much as I like him and as much as I respect him, when that when that pressure comes down, we know what happens to him. We already know what happened with Kyle Kuzma with pressure. Wonder if he started with him and 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 Bradley Beal. He does this weird thing when it comes to pressure. You know what I mean? Like he tries. Sometimes he really can't, but I give the guy kudos. He actually tries, but I'm looking at this. No way. Like, bro, this is the epitome, the epitome. Go look up pretender in the dictionary and you're going to see the Washington Wizards logo. Like when I'm telling you right now, put pressure on them. Once people are starting saying, oh my God, these guys, because look, it's easy to play with house money. Hold on. It's easy to, hold on, but hear me out. It's easy to play with house money. Case in point, the Atlanta Hawks did that last year. Let's be honest. They did that last year. They played with house money. Then when all of a sudden people said, oh, man, there's pre- – the, you know, that might, they might be able to do it. That pressure came. All of a sudden the Hawks wasn't, wasn't – all. they looked how people expected them to look prior. Frankly, was, how their injury to their point guard, it was <laughs> – literally, it was a big factor. Trey Young's ability to score was huge for them in the playoffs. It's what killed us in the first round. And it's what it's the was reason the NBA changed the foul. Was he playing? Was he playing? Reason the NBA changed the foul? 
Was no, he played? He played a couple of games in that. So then, the, the I don't. I, my thing is, and he wasn't a hundred. No, no, no. When you're on that court, you you're not. You should not be allowed. If LeBron James, when he tore when he tore his uh, when he uh, strained his groin a few years back, his first year with the Lakers, and he went and played, and he played horribly. We're not going to look at him and say, oh, it's the great. No, when you're out there, not only do you know you're hurt, but you know you still need to perform. You can't just go out there and say, oh, yeah, I'm injured, and then expect people to go, oh, shucks, it's all good. You you can't really do that. I, I'm not going to give you that statement. Same thing, if Jason Tatum's hurt and we're in the playoffs and he's hurt and he tries to fight through it and he has a bad game, guess what? You have a bad game. Because not only do you know you're hurt, but you, you understand you're not at 100%. And not only do you step on the court, you then try to play like you're 100%. Instead of making the adjustments that you need to make as a player. And if, if I'm hurt and I can't score, that's fine. I can still pass. I can orchestrate the, the offense. I can, I can you know, at least help out defensively. So my thing is, I, I, when it comes to injuries and you're still playing, that kind of tells me who you are as a player most of the time. Because I now we get to see the adjustments you make. If you're not 100%, well, what can you do? What can you still bring? You need to now focus on that. So if you're on the court, um, I'm not. I'm not doing that whole injury thing. I'm not because if we're gonna play that game, then we could say the Brooklyn Nets should be the the shadow champion. I'm not playing that game. I say that. I'm not. I say that. that. I say I'm not playing that. The Brooklyn Nets are 100 healthy. Good chance the Bucks don't win that series. I say it all the and, time. But, and, can, and guess what? And you guess can what? Play that game because there's actual facts to prove this. We know the fact of the Nets being. The juggernaut that they are, we know and the I players they have. That. I they're understand a, we're that. We're not just making that up of an assumption. But they lost. That's all. It comes. And I understand of it was course. the injuries, and I get it was the injuries. And I'm with. I believe healthy. I think it would have. It would have went the other way. But it, we can't really say that because guess what? I could have been born a girl, but lo and behold, I look down. I got a stick, and I'm a boy. So we really can't play the whole what if thing. We really can't. We can't. And and, and to to go back on it, I believe, I love LeBron James. The first year when they played, um, when he went back to Cleveland, the first year they played Golden State when Kyrie and, and uh, Kevin Love went down, I believe they, they would have won. Are we gonna give? Are we gonna give LeBron that ring? No, because at the end of the day, like it happened, they went down. He ended up he ended up losing, and that's how I look at it here. And I'm with you. I think I really genuinely believe the Nets would have won. I do, but we can't give them that ring. We can't give them the NBA Finals appearance because they didn't make it. You know, like regardless, and again, injuries is a part of the game. Unfortunately, when you when you're building your big three, and two of those guys have a history of injuries, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. If we're gonna be honest, you know what I mean. Like, and that's just how I that's just how I look at that whole Nets thing. Again, I agree with you. I I would have. You know what I mean. Like, they should have won, but injuries is still something in the game. You kind of do have to account for. Because when you're an athlete in any sport, even golf, even NASCAR, that's something you still need to take into consideration. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I mean, uh, I don't know how you get injured in NASCAR. I mean, you know, you you, you turn too hard, you sprain your wrist or something. I guess I don't know. But, but the, you, I don't know, bro. I've just never seen a NASCAR injury report, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> But you know what I mean, Dale Earnhardt died. I mean, that, that's yeah. I've seen death. I've never yeah, yeah, seen, I've like, seen death. But in terms of questionable I mean, I, race, because I've, I've you know, seen, I know I've seen a couple, but they don't. It's not questionable. It's kind of like when they get injured, they just pull out. They they're like, I'm, I'm not. Never seen drive time decision on a on a drive time decision. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That would be oh, that's what drive time decision. I like that one. But yeah. but here's my thing. I, I I just the Wizards are they just to me they're pretenders. We won't really, I'm going to call them that. We won't really know if they're legit until you start putting expectations on them. 
Let's call it what it is. I can't do that because I again I seen this early from my team last year and I thought it was going to be a pretend situation. They finished fourth seed. You can't do that. You yes, gotta, you can. You have to see no when a team is playing but, well and when they're meshing well. And, the and, but not, here's the thing: in the well, middle, hold on, but meshing well. That's but here's the thing: different. In in like like what was that? I think it was like thirty games in. People started saying, "Is New York back?" The pressure king. Tell me how your team reacted. When that pressure was there, what happened? We finished the fourth seed. Obviously, we finished the fourth seed. So that's, that's the that's the difference. We had the possibility of finishing sixth, and we finished the fourth seed. But but when here's the, the pressure thing. kicked, and that's what I'm saying. Don't and that's what I'm saying. But, but right now the yet. Wizards aren't in that position. That's what Why I'm saying. Not? Right now, Bradley the Wizards is a a vet of of any vet. Yes, he is. He's one yes, of the he best. Is. He's one of the best players in the league. If I want to say, I can out there say that. So if anybody okay. can go out there and lead that team. To me, it's this guy because again, he's right. But, that, but now look at everybody. The only thing that can stop him is if they put a COVID mandate in their state. That's the only thing that's gonna stop. Not him. really though, but not really because here's the, and this is this is the part I'm trying to get you to get you to see, bro. Like pressure. How is the pressure? I'm not worried about Bradley Beal. That's not the problem. I'm not worried about that. It's everybody else when that pressure comes down. How are they gonna feel? Because look, in the beginning, I'm gonna call these dudes. I'm waiting to see when the pressure hits them. When people start having expectations, how they react. Because look, on paper going eight and three, sure, whatever. But again, there's no pressure. They're playing with house money. They don't care. They're like, look, if we lose, it is what it is. Everyone's going to say, we told you so. And if we win, people are going to kind of give us like a faint applause. Like they're playing with house money. So they're chilling. So there's no way I'm going to even think on God's good. Even on paper, we're gonna, let's watch the Wizards, right? Are they better than Brooklyn? Nope. Are they better than the Bulls? The Bulls are more of a contender because there was pressure on them from the jump. Because they were trying to say all these offseason acquisitions was never going to work. So if anything, the Bulls are closer. If anything, and, and are they better than the Cavs? I think, Maybe. I think a lot of are people are better than the Sixers. The, I think a lot of people expected the Bulls to be where they are right now. They're top in the division. No. I, even with the acquisitions, come on. You talk about you add a play like Demar Derozan to any team, and you talking about your team become significantly better. No, Demar, no. I, I don't want to disrespect them. The reason Demar Derozan has never played in NBA Finals is because LeBron James. It's really the only reason why he's never played in the NBA Finals. It's because right. LeBron but James. The thing is, you're not disrespecting him. Other people were. There were people who were doing the like the the, the, the right. list on like the free agency stuff, and they were saying Demar Derozan, Demar Derozan's acquisition was one of the worst. That's, 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 Zay, that's they impossible. were plus. I would have took him all day. To win I would have took him all day. It would have been a great addition. I feel on my team. That that's preposterous. You talk again, a guy who will get. I think people underestimate LeBron's. 15 championships or appearances or whatever it is. They do. Or no, they do. You, uh, no, you, you underappreciate. You don't realize how many people he's prevented from getting to the finals no, yeah. by him right. just getting there. He's affected so many people's legacies, one being DeMar DeRozan, I believe. Again, who should probably have that, that title to Toronto should probably have went to him. It probably shouldn't have went to Kawhi. If LeBron had left early and went to the West, who knows? Maybe that is his championship. I just want to say one thing real quick. Um, I know this is basketball, but uh, Robert Woods tore his ACL. So, uh, OBJ, that's like a super highway for OBJ's happiness right there. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. That's a yeah, – yo, I got to remake the video now because I just finished it. That's, now that I got a oh, ACL now, yeah, I got to uh, – a little yeah. off topic, but LA's ter- they chance to make when the Super Bowl just got worse. I'll I'll get to that on Wednesday. I'll get to that on Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. Uh, yeah. I'm not to hear you on that one. But um, but um, real quick, a, a legit contender I have 
Golden State Warriors. I think right now the way they're playing is like, you know, they're playing phenomenally. Steph, for some unknown reason, I'm pretty sure in the offseason, something, someone said something about his daughter, maybe his wife. Maybe they're making pokes, their funds that his, you know, his parents get a divorce or something, right? His wife this kid has been, <laughs> this man, I'm not going to call my kid no more because he'll beat me up. This man has been furious. He's playing on a MVP level. And like, don't be surprised if people are going to ask, yo, is Steph Curry going to be another unanimous MVP? This is going to be the second unanimous MVP of his career. Don't be surprised if people ask that. And what's nice is not only oh. is he clicking, Jordan Poole is clicking. You know, Andrew Wiggins is, you know, doing his thing. They're doing this so that way when Clay comes back, there's no pressure. And Clay can, yeah, you know what I mean? Like Clay can just kind of, yeah, you know, they can just ease, he can ease back and he can relax. And don't be surprised if, if they have a comfy record, don't be surprised if they throw a couple games away to force Clay to get back into it, where they start forcing the ball, where you're going to see him shooting the ball 20, 25 times. I wouldn't be surprised if you see something like that because. You know, the way this Warriors team is clicking, look, bro, Clay at 80%, that's scary. That's scary. And again, he doesn't have to come back 100. He comes back 80. This Warriors team, they they go they going to be a problem. Yeah, I mean, Warriors are definitely for real. I mean, I mean, the we talked about it on Tuesday. Them not even having Clay right now is is wild. But uh, I mean, but, but just quickly back to the Wizards. Like, I get where you're coming from, Zay. I also get where you're coming from, Pride. But I, I, the thing that really keeps them off my pretenders or contenders list is, I mean, did they're while they have first in the East right now, they're also only three games out of not even being in, in the playoff hunt or being in the hunt, not even being in the, the play-in game. So, I mean, it, it's a it's long, still early. long Everyone, I know, I know. There it's was a, a game long, apart, yeah, for the most season. part. Yeah, a game of two yeah. change everything. It's still yeah. early, yeah. So yeah, but I mean, long, long season. I mean, we got a lot to go. I, I, I don't know. I like what they did. Maybe it was something like, maybe with a Bradley Bill, you don't necessarily need that true number two. You just need a bunch of pieces around him. But we'll see how that plays off. That's why I don't have him here. But for me, uh, I, I, I'm gonna say, as a pretender, I got number seven in the West. The Lakers, man. I mean, I've I've talked a lot. I, I do think when Kendrick Nunn gets healthy, he he'll, he'll help them a lot. But just I mean, having these old guys. I mean, Carmelo's played great. Uh, Russ has struggled, but I, I just think those two. I mean, you know, LeBron and AD are going to be your guys. Dude, yeah. I, I don't think uh, Carmelo. He's made a case to be that three. As far as scoring wise, he's done pretty well. I, so maybe I'll give him the slide. But Russ, I think he's trying to do a little bit too much. I think you need these guys like a uh, Malik Monk to really step up. I think he he's a guy that uh, could, could have a potential to get in there and be one of the top three scores. And I, I think a guy like Kendrick Nunn, once he gets healthy, he can do that. But I mean, just the fact that these guys aren't gelling together, and I think it's going to take some time. To figure mm. stuff out, and I think, a lot of time. It's just, it's yeah. just Westbrook, and again, not having LeBron hurts. I think Westbrook's trying. I agree with you. He's trying too hard. I think he's trying I mean, to fit in. He's he like, does. he's, he's trying way too hard. I think he's eventually they might have to make a move again and get rid of Westbrook. But he here's might, the question: He might be the odd man out. Because here's the thing: like I, and again, and I, I've, I've said this before, and I, I'm sticking by it. Um, 
when the Russell Westbrook became the Kyle Kuzma of this team, right? And it was just because I'm not talking about in terms of playing. I'm just talking about in terms of when you go and play, Kyle Kuzma always he never he never seemed like a good fit. He he always looked like the odd man out. They brought in Russ, and Russ is kind of just doing the same thing. You know, and I'm not saying Kuzma's better than him. I'm not gonna say that. But I'm talking about on the court, if you watch it, like you said, Zay, you low-key kind of agree with me because you said Russ is the odd man out, and that's what Kuzma was. And they got rid of Kuzma because he was the odd man out. You know what I mean? Like, that was kind of the thing. So you kind of bring in Russ. And like I said, look, it's not really that he's trying too hard. Look, I've said this before. And if – here's the thing. A lot of casual fans who don't know basketball and just watch it, but they don't really break it down, they say the triple-doubles. And they, they think a triple-double means you're a great player. That's, that's, that's usually what people think. Now, I'm not going to take nothing from the triple-doubles because, listen, it, in and of itself, great feet. You got you to gotta be a good athlete to get – or forget good. You got to be a freak athlete with high endurance to do that. And I'm not going to take that from him. However, a lot of this stuff really comes down to the fact that Russ really is not smart. In terms of basketball, he's not smart. And you can easily uh, tell just by watching him. His I would say he's not smart. That's See, that, I that would say that. he's not smart. Again, if you I would oh, say he is. So, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. He's not making the right decisions right now, but I don't think he's not. I wouldn't say he's but, not okay, smart. Let me, if you consistently don't make the right decisions, that does not mean you're smart. I think it's more of a pride issue for him. I think he wants to be the guy that in a lot of these situations, especially at the end of the game, he wants to be the guy that helps them close it out, and he's not doing it. And I think it's more of a pride issue. I think over oh, smarts. I think Russ is mm-hmm. he's in a bit of a decline. I hate to say it. Russell Westbrook is in a bit of decline. He is. He's he is, not the player. He's not right. the player that he was. And I think he's having a little bit of an issue accepting that. And he seems to be forcing the issue a lot instead of passing it on. And I, we see that at the end of the games. Uh, he blew it against OKC the other day. He was like, but here's the thing: pass the ball up. But but, <laughs> he but here's looks the thing. Like he wants to be the Russ. From when he was on OKC, when he was the guy, when yeah. he took over and took control, and he had the triple double record, and he was that everything for them. But he has to understand he's not that same player anymore, and that's what I think he's having an issue accepting. It's not really. It's not even just that he's not the same player. Like it's not really just that. It really just comes down to the fact that Russ is the way he plays. It's really not smart. If we're gonna be honest, and I'm gonna explain to you why I'm saying it's not smart. Russ understands he's not a three point shooter against the Miami Heat. He hit two back-to-back mid-rangers that tied the game, right? The Lakers then had the ball. He had P.J. Tucker on him. What did he do? I will tell you what he did. I believe it was Anthony Davis who went up to give him a screen. He did a half-hearted thing where he kind of just kind of went by the screen and let P.J. Tucker go over it and come back to him because Russ wanted to shoot a three, which he sucks at. What I – this is a history of this guy doing stuff like that. This is a guy who, on top of that, when it comes to passing, does a lot of stupid passes, hence the turnover problem he has. This is a guy who, when, when, when if you're up 10, will shoot a three, 18 seconds on the shot clock left. Is that not an IQ problem? That's kind of my point. Again, I don't want, I'm not going to say he's brain dead, but the thing people need to understand is, like, when, you, when you're playing a game, you need to have some sort of IQ that you can rely on consistently. Russ doesn't have that. I, I I just again it sucks for me to say that, but again you you suck at threes. Oh yeah, let me start chucking up three. 
You feel me? Let me throw a ball into double coverage for absolutely no reason and throw ball. And again, these are balls that Russ are throwing that no one's touching. He's throwing them out of bounds. No. Out of bounds. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I wouldn't say it's necessarily like a, a in-game, I maybe a little bit in-game IQ or, or not necessarily smart plays. I just think him playing at 100 miles per hour just, just doesn't work when you, you've got all this mm-hmm. talent around him. You need to be able to look, look at a guy like I, – I, I, I'm bringing him up again. The Joker, Jokic, the, this dude, he slows the game down mm-hmm. and he play, he forces everyone to play at his pace. He isn't just going and, and just running at the wall full speed. The thing I, – I, the real issue well, I, I mean, have the, – The thing with Jokic is he really can't run at the wall full speed. I mean, yeah. we're going to be out It's like the kids will be cars, Jason. We Lightning McQueen at the end where you realize he's really, really old and all the other cars yeah, are faster. Yeah, they're this all, is they're all Russell Westbrook is running. He's no. not the, 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 the Ferrari yeah. he used to be, and he wants yeah. to go full speed, and it just doesn't work for him no more. He has to find a way to transition his game. And if he doesn't, yeah. he won't last in the league. I don't the, know. The, the thing here is, uh, I think him, I mean, it's great. He's almost averaging 20 points per game, but he doesn't need to be a scorer with this team. He needs to be more of a facilitator. And, uh, I mean, I know he's got a lot of turnovers, but when you're p- playing at that speed, you, you, you're going to – you bring up the cars, you're driving that fast, you're going to crash it every now and again. So, I, I if he can slow it down – <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, look, if you can slow it down, facilitate more, mm-hmm. be, be make sure LeBron isn't always the guy bringing up the ball, have him facilitate me and kick it out to LeBron sometimes. Russ isn't good at facilitating. I mean, averaging he's a triple, good. he's got the he average a triple double, he got 10 assists, he averaged 10 assists. So, right, but, how, but, but if you he watch, if you watch how those assists are. A good number of them are in garbage time, where it's a fast break. He could have done. He could have done something. Then he stops, pivots, and gives the ball to somebody. So I'm just saying we got to keep that in context. Like high assist numbers doesn't necessarily mean you're a good facilitator. For instance, like when he was averaging triple double, those ten assists, he probably was what a couple away from uh, from Chris Paul. Like, does that mean that he's a better facilitator or he's on the same level as a Chris Paul? Like that's kind of just my thing. I, I get what you're saying, you know what but I mean? also I, I do think that also has to go with the, the playing 100 miles per hour all the time. Like when you mm-hmm. are able to slow down, you're able to you're, – you're not tunnel visioned on the basket. You can see the floor clear and set people up because I he has that. I He does have that, but it is just the fact of him going 100 miles per hour, and I think that's really hurting them. That's why I have them as a pretender right now. There's stuff has to get they have to figure stuff out. Yeah, I I know you said they might have to trade them. Let's call it what it who could legitimate who would legitimately trade for Russ right now in this career? That the Lakers could reach for that that the Lakers could reach out to exactly like that the Lakers could reach out to and get a legit piece that because listen, the Lakers are in a win now mode. So not only gotta make the money match, but they also need a player who can help them out. No, I mean Westbrook doesn't fit in anywhere. Turn I mean, to Philly. The best, the best team in Philly for Ben maybe. Simmons. <laughs> Listen, no, I'm gonna be honest with you. Hold on, hold on. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I wouldn't hate that deal. And Bede would. Oh, yeah. would be, oh no, no. I'm talking yeah. about. I'm talking about if you're running the Lakers. I don't. Oh, I don't the hate Lakers, that because even though you're not getting jump shooting, but this is a team that does a jump shooting by committee. 
You're replacing a guy who sucks at shooting, but Ben Simmons kind of brings you a little bit extra to the game in terms of he could run the floor better, better defense. He's a good defender, um, good rebounder. So that's kind of what I'm coming from. But outside of that, some people think that they could still reach out to Sacramento and get Buddy Heald. I think the ship has sailed on that. I don't think that's even possible. But it's kind of like, where would Russ go at this point? Like, who would take that money? No, he would go somewhere. I mean, the thing is, is, he, like I've like I've said with this, he's not accepting his role. He still wants to be that hundred miles per hour. He still wants to be that guy. Mm. And if that's the role you want to be, it's going to have to be for a Magic. It's going to have to be for the Pelicans. It's going to have to be for no. Detroit. It's going to have to be for one of these no. bottom of the barrel teams. You trade I- Boston for Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would literally I'd rather deal with Dennis Schroeder. Right, I would yeah, rather yeah, deal with Dennis Schroeder. I would rather right. deal with him. All right. Uh well, let uh, me get on to my contender. I mean, we spent enough on Russell Westbrook. I mean, the I'm sure they'll probably figure it out, but right now that they're, they're a pretender for me. Uh but uh for my contender, going from number seven in the west to number seven in the east. The Toronto Raptors. They are playing good okay, basketball. That's a good one. They don't even have Siakam. I mean, Siakam struggled last year. I think he'll get get back to where uh, at least all right. OG is playing great. Scotty Barnes, his he's rookie of the year. He's a beast. Uh, this team. I, I mean, I, I said this during the offseason. This team. They're one of the best in player development. All these guys, you, you, they're just bringing up from the Raptors, and they're doing pretty well, and it's been accelerated with Scotty Barnes. I think this is a team that's going to compete with a lot of the good teams. It's going to continue to compete. I, I do think their their ceiling's probably the play-in tournament and getting in, but mm. I, I think they are a actual contender for the play-in tournament because th- these guys are clicking – they're playing well, and I, I I mean, we still have to see what they're like with Siakam because I think that could change a lot and can make this team a lot. Well, and, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, from 11 to 1, it's only three games. I know it's early, but the, the, the this East is very competitive, and it's also very open right now. Yeah, I mean, the only doc I have is just I don't think they're, you can call them contenders. Kind of like the reason you said. They, they're Right now, they got a lot of good young players who are still developing, right? Like, I think you can, like, you know, in terms of the future, you know, the, you know, right now it looks like Toronto's kind of trending in the right direction because you with, with all this nice young talent they have. Um, I wouldn't call them contenders yet, but I do get your point. I mean, you know, Scotty, I mean, look, I, look, I – Rookie, the at this point, I don't even think it's close. I mean, everyone was like, Oh, yeah, it's got to be Kate or you know, Green, or you know, I, I threw out Davian Mitchell, you know, as a joke one day. Um, but I mean, Scotty, at this point, I think it's, yeah. it, it is really, even though it's, it is early, yeah, th- this kid, this kid is definitely something special. But just because they're too young, I just think they need a little more experience, but the thing is, a little more, but they're, they're, they're developing, they're already coming out well. This is a team I think as they as things go on, they'll just get better and better and be more competitive in more and more games. So that's why I have them as a contender. Because I think I think we have yet to see the ceiling this season of them, to be honest. So I think they're a legitimate contender in the East. So 
Well, we will see. We will see. But uh, we will take another quick break. We will be right back with our lots of the night to end it out. So stay tuned. So Jess, why did you become a realtor? I worked in a various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding. Um, becoming a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes. It's very exciting. So a lot of fun. Now, you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far? Helping people, especially like first time home buyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited. Um, I'm so excited to help them. So it's a nice, rewarding part. What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents? I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So I like to ask a lot of questions and I want to know what I'm doing. So I think that helps a lot because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way. I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, and help them find the right home. Last thing I want to ask you is, and I know these are words that you live by, but the mantra at CTBB Realty is? People over paychecks do the damn thing. And that's what we do. Big shout out to the Closing Time Podcast and CTBB Realty. If you're looking for a house, make sure you hit them up and tell them Posting Up Podcast and Clovercrest Media sent you. But now... Let's close it out like we've been doing in the past couple weeks with our locks of the night, night, best bet. Zay, we'll start with you here. Just to piss our guy pride off, I'm going to take Orlando. Excuse me, <clears throat> almost messed up. The Wizards getting two against Orlando. Excuse me. Anybody playing Orlando should beat them handedly. So, obviously, I'm going to take the Wizards, who are not a pretender, and go with them this week. Uh, tonight, actually. Excuse me. They're fraudulent. Um, I, 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 might gonna, I might as well start with that. Well, I mean, the Magic are kind of weird. Didn't they beat the Knicks? And they beat my Jazz. So, I mean, hey. Listen, you're talking about the, the Knicks well, well, got their own issues going on right now. I'm not going to get into that. They got their own issues. Oh, going but on. we can get into the Celtics issues. Our issues are more people not playing where they should be playing and producing the way they should be mm-hmm. and knowing that a guy that we bought in wasn't going to be that great and we should have never bought him in but whatever i'm not getting into you it you gotta be talking about kemba you gotta be talking about kemba like i said with kemba walker i said you it was a great because it's a one-year deal because you're not gonna yeah. get nothing from him that's all i said on that one that, that was i think mostly i think he really came in just to kind of like provide leadership and kind of you know like you know just, just to look good until we that, turn that's really all I think. Until we turn to Portland, I didn't love it. Until we turn him and Randall to freaking Portland. <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, all right, Randall can't hit a free throw. Jesus, pride. What you got? Um, I'm. I'm. For me, I'm. I. I want. Look, supposedly uh, the Clippers are playing the Timberwolves, and they're supposed to be. I guess they're a seven-point favorite. Um, if you put down twenty, you'll you'll make damn near forty. So when you see something like that, that's something you kind of got to bite on. Um, look, I I like this Minnesota team and Paul George. I mean, look, it's regular season, so we know Paul George. He's gonna show up in the regular season. We all know that. 
Um, he's, he's been on a tear. I believe he's still top five in scoring per game. Um, so, again, regular season, you know, when you have an opportunity to put down some money and, like, virtually double it, especially on a, frankly, an, an easy, easy pick, if we're going to be honest, because Clippers over Wolves, that's as easy as it can possibly get. Um, I, I would, that's, that's kind of would be mine. Um, I, I would, I would stick with the, with the, with the seven. I would stick with that. Cause you know, just to be on the safe side, but, uh, but don't be surprised if it's double digits. I like a double digit win for the Clippers. All right. And my, I like that. I like that. Disrespectful but... to the Bulls. <laughs> you said what? It's disrespectful to the Bulls. To the Bulls? How? They're playing really good. Don't disrespect them. No, no, the tim- the, the Timberwolves. They're not. Oh, oh they said the Bulls. Okay. No, 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 no. They're the playing Minnesota. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, that's not okay. Ain't that crazy? No, come on, don't do me like that. No, nah, like, that's disrespectful. Wolf. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. Now we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now I'm gonna come a little clean about the last segment. The, the part of the reason why I put the the Raptors as a contender was because they've been making me money. <laughs> the, 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 the best bet, my best bet, like every week, this is going to be my best bet. It's going to be my man, Scotty Barnes, getting a double-double. I think it's plus 270 right now. Mm. I've only lost, I'm like 5-1 and one betting with that. The last time, he, he had nine rebounds one time, and that's my only loss with it. So I'm not going to shame that. Plus 270, Scotty Barnes. Scoring a double double. That is that's been easy money for me all season long. So mm. it will be easy money for you. And I also love oh, where'd it go? I just had it. Pascal Siakam expected to come back over 17 and a half points. I think he I think he comes back with full force, scores at least 20. So yeah, so I, I'm right high on the Raptors. They're yeah, making me a, money. So yeah, I mean if if there's if there's another one I'm allowed to piggyback on, um, if there's any opportunity from Houston, Jalen Green, if there's any if they, if they at all give you like a 14 and a half, take the over because this kid is, you know, I, I expect him now to kind of go on a tear where he's going to be just furious. And on top of that, he, he's becoming their number one option. You know what I mean? Like he kind of really has the ball and gets to shoot at will and pretty much, you know, do what he wants. So if you ever see that 14 and a half, you know, at the bare minimum, consider consider the over because I, I expect this kid to just start blowing up like you know sooner rather than later. For the record, yeah. for the record, I'm in oh. New York where we can't bet, so sad. Having a ton of them wouldn't help me. So. Sad. <laughs> I would never understand yeah. that. The whole I, I'm sorry. That's why I'm not huge on the betting game, people. I'm sorry. We can't I do it here. We can't do it here. Don't worry. Don't bet, Zay. I don't Look need to bet. I, I got enough. I got. I got two daughters. I don't need the bet. I got enough money. I spend them. <laughs> <spend them. laughs> hey, hey, but you can make money. That's the that's the lovely right. thing about betting. But you listen, to, you got to listen to yourself, Jace. Apparently, when it comes yeah. to Scotty and Sean, dude. Well, I mean, well, we we do enough research about this stuff. We we might as well make some money on this. You were you would have won big betting on the Titans last week. I'm just saying. I won Joe some money. That, you called that. You you did win Joe some money. But, yeah, so bet responsibly. Those are our locks of the night. Also, another bet that's been making me a lot of money, Rudy Gobert over rebounds. It's been giving me, like, 13, 14. That's been the line. He's been averaging, like, 17. 
e- easy money there. Yo, can we get but, this in New York already? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, it's soon. It'll be there. I mean, you know, I mean yeah, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Like, Rudy Gobert rebound is, like, one of the easiest. Yeah. Be doing those little pro- I'd be doing those all day, those little bets. Jeez. I'd be yeah, bro. Like, yeah, they, they, those things are easy to the point where, like, you be seeing people bet, like, over thousands of dollars because of how easy it, bro. It's, yeah. it's easy. It's literally easy money. The first week of the season, he was averaging 20 rebounds per game, but the line was 13. I said it on this show. It made me money. I mean, if you bet with me, it should have made you money. But so, yeah, I mean, and also I'm undefeated as far as locks of the night go. I've Never yet lost. to lose. Never, Never lost. lost. So, can't hey, I'm hot right can now. Make real money here. <sighs> <laughs> I can't wait to make your money here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for the show. Thank you, Pride, for joining us. Thanks, Thank Zay. As always. And, yep. And I'm Big Jace. Make sure you check out uh, MosquitoShieldCT.com. Tell them posting a podcast and Clovercrest Media sent you. And CTBB Realty. If you're in the market for a house, make sure you hit them up and tell them that Clovercrest Media Center, and they'll help you out. But that's going to do it for posting up this week. I mean, today, we'll see you on Tuesday. Well, one this more week. time. <laughs> yeah, so this week, yeah. But uh, enjoy the games tonight, and, uh, yeah, have fun. And we'll see you next Tuesday for more posting Peace. up. Take care, everyone. Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, and here at CMG we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men, and great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.